Larry Parrish, it's Tuesday, September 24, 2019. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Ion College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fighting and leaky black. Matt Norlanda is here with me. And the big news from Monday comes from the NCAA, which has charged Kansas with lack of institutional control and charged Kansas coach Bill Self with head coach responsibility violations. Added up, and KU's facing multiple level one violations, and the school has already made it clear that it plans to fight, fight, fight. But undeniably, the Jayhawks, they got a real fight on their hands here. In simple terms, the NCAA has labeled Adidas reps TJ Gasnola, Merle Code, and Jim Gatto. And this is not a surprise, by the way. Um, They labeled them as representatives of KU's athletics interest and alleged that they worked hand-in-hand with Bill uh, Bill Self and his staff to commit level one violations, most notably in the recruitment of Billy Preston and Silvio D'Souza. Meantime, Kansas appears prepared to basically argue that whatever Adidas officials were doing, they were doing on their own and without the knowledge of Bill Self or his staff. And they're going to hammer home the fact that T.J. Gasnola, one of the Adidas reps, testified under oath in federal court that Bill Self knew nothing. But the NCAA is essentially saying, with this notice of allegations, that T.J. Gasnola lied under oath. The NCAA is saying you knew what T.J. Gasnola was doing. Not only that, you encouraged him to do it. So more or less, that that's the case. That's what Kansas is up against. So, Norland, let's start with this. Let me ask you, how bad is this for Kansas? How bad is this for Bill Self? For Kansas, I think it's pretty bad for Self, arguably nearly as bad, maybe even more so because – Let's face it, when you've got a a case like this, an investigation like this, forthcoming punishments, it sticks to the coach more than it does the school. Parrish, how surprised were you? And and to bring listeners in here, when when Self's statement came out, we were actually on the phone talking, so I actually read Self's statement to you uh, as it was released uh, shortly before the Bears game on Monday night. Thanks for the timing on that, Kansas NCAA. Um, How surprised were you at... The length, the tone, the language, everything that Bill Self opted to include, obviously with his university signing off on it in going essentially full-out attack mode on the NCAA? Um, I was surprised by the length, surprised by the tone, surprised by the words. I mean, you and I have both known Bill for a long time. Those aren't his words. <laughs> like Bill, Bill Self didn't use the word haste, would he? <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying he doesn't know the word or hasn't used it. It's just... <laughs> I was surprised by some of the language therein, yes. It, it didn't sound like Bill Self. That's all I'll say. Um, I'm sure he signed off on it. I'm sure it is a, a reflection of his thoughts, um, but those weren't his words. Word. He didn't write it, I, I guess is what I would say. And perhaps with something as serious as this, you wouldn't um, have your basketball coach writing it without the assistance of somebody in public relations um listen uh, what we've learned in recent years is that um the best thing you can do the 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 thing people used to say is hey listen if they got you cooperate and you know then they'll go light on you and and yet that doesn't seem to be what the big powerful blue bloods do like we we ain't admit nothing and we'll fight you till the end. It is what North Carolina did successfully, and it appears that it's now what Kansas is going to try to do. Now, the issues at North Carolina and the issues at Kansas are very, very, very different, so let's not get them confused. The fact that North Carolina fought and won um, has nothing to do with whether Kansas is going to be able to fight and win. But to answer your question in simple terms, 
Um, I, I'm I'm not surprised that Kansas is going to try to fight and that Bill is going to try to rely on plausible deniability because the point that Kansas has made in a statement that I believe Kansas will will continue to use as a major talking point is this. NCAA, you are alleging that Adidas reps did all of this stuff. Not that Bill Self was out there paying Billy Preston or Bill Self was out there paying Silvio D'Souza or that anybody on our staff was doing those things. You've alleged that the Adidas reps were doing these things, and we had an Adidas rep under oath in federal court in lower Manhattan who testified that Bill Self and his staff did not know what the Adidas reps were doing unless you're insisting that T.J. Gasnola lied under oath then you have to believe that our coaching staff was not aware. If you want to argue they should have been, make that argument. But you cannot make the argument that our coaching staff is uh, is is what was aware of what the Adidas reps were doing. That that's going to be the talking point. That's going to be the argument, or at least one of the arguments. But again, like I said at the top, the NCAA is essentially saying we we believe that TJ Castola lied under oath, which is a pretty remarkable development. Yeah, without a doubt, and also that TJ Gasnola was uh, <laughs> willing to share certain uh, opinions, states of affairs with Bill Self over text messages that were divulged in federal court that will not help Kansas or Bill Self's case. This will come down to interpretation. It will come down to uh, Kansas's representatives and Bill Self uh, arguing that what he replied to when Gasnola says, says, and I'm paraphrasing here, but when he basically says, you know, it's Kansas and Bill Self and everyone else fall in line, and Bill Self is responding about got to get some guys, and this comes on the heels of, uh, you know, Kansas uh, linking up with Adidas and et cetera, et cetera. There was communication back and forth between Self and Gasnola. Um, Gasnola, by the way, dodged uh, prison time recently. He will just be on supervised release. Uh, he is getting that because he was very much so uh, an important cooperating witness for the government. A uh, couple quick things here, GP, and then I'll throw it back to you. At first, I was surprised by Bill Self's tone, and then I remembered, <laughs> I remembered when Silvio D'Souza was initially ruled out for two years, and this is what Bill Self said at the time. This was back in February. Silvio D'Souza has since obviously been uh, amended the punishment. He sat out all of last season. He will play this upcoming season. Um, Bill Self said, in my 30-plus years of college, of coaching college basketball, I have never witnessed such a mean-spirited and vindictive punishment against a young man who did nothing wrong. To take away his opportunity to play college basketball is shameful and a failure of the NCAA. You rarely see coaches react like that, and that's to the Silvio D'Souza punishment from seven, eight months ago. Now you have this, and Self is digging in big time. And to me, the Parrish... The statement reflects that Self, his attorneys, people within Kansas, knew something this drastic was probably going to come down. I know they were. I know the university was anticipating a notice of allegations at some point here in September. And now we finally uh, uh, received it. Um, but this is setting up for a fascinating battle because the but Kansas has 90 days to respond. 
I think it's going to take most, if not all, of those 90 days to extend the calendar, right? Then the NCAA will have 60 days to respond to Kansas's response. And from there, it will go to the Committee on Infractions, who will review the case. Uh, uh, Bill Self, uh, the AD, Chancellor, and others will then go and, and meet with the Committee on Infractions. And whatever is uh, punished by the Committee on Infractions, I don't think we'll know that till probably right near the end or after the season perish. And then, obviously, Kansas will appeal. And then if it loses that appeal, I think there could be a real chance here. If, if Bill Self receives significant punishment, I'm talking uh, half a year, a year's worth of suspension, uh, a postseason ban, obviously the 2018 Final Four is, is clearly in jeopardy. Um, if Kansas and Bill Self feel as though they have real uh, precedent to take it to legal matters outside of the NCAA. I don't think that's impossible. And what we have here, even though NC State was the first school parish, what we have here is the start of what could be years and years worth of us discussing and writing about this because the NCAA knows it's up against it. It's got to punish these schools. It saw what came up in federal court. Gasnola provided so much ammo for the NCAA while at the same time trying to help the government prove that Kansas was a victim. It's a fascinating juxtaposition. And so I don't, we are way down on the road with this, Parrish, but I don't necessarily believe that uh, these cases, school by school, will be resolved within the confines of the NCAA. If you tell me that multiple schools will end up trying to litigate against the NCAA, uh, it wouldn't be a surprise, but uh, but that'll be some ways down the road. Well, um, listen, I don't think there's any doubt. I guess I shouldn't say there's no doubt, like 0%, but I, I'd be shocked if Kansas doesn't have to vacate the 2018 Final Four. I mean, you know, Silvio D'Souza was a part of that team. He played in those games. His amateur status was compromised uh, to Bill's um point no fault of his own i assume um but you know we've talked about this before um if you're not going to hold the people around you know prospects uh, you know uh, if you're not going to hold a prospect accountable for the people around him well then you've got a major loophole in in the system in other words you know what bill self would argue is that Silvio D'Souza did nothing wrong and had no idea that his guardian accepted money um, from an Adidas representative. So why on earth are you punishing Silvio D'Souza? Well, if you don't punish Silvio D'Souza for that, well, then that that's the playbook going forward. Like every guardian or father or mother or uncle or aunt or AAU coach or high school coach or anybody else can um, take whatever they want in violation of NCAA rules and no two things. A, we're probably not going to get caught. But 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 B, if we do get caught, uh, I just got to uh, insist that I did this and the student athlete do nothing about it. And then the student athlete will be fine. Well, you, you can't have a system in place like that. To be clear, not to uh, go back over uh, subjects that we've discussed at length on this podcast, but I, I think the rules should fundamentally be changed to allow student athletes to accept their fair market value, whatever that is. But given that these are the rules, you have to follow them. And given that these are the rules, student athletes have to be held accountable for the people around them. And so Silvio D'Souza um, falls directly under that umbrella. His guardian, again, basically all parties acknowledge accepted money from an Adidas rep 
and whether or not that is what led to Silvio D'Souza enrolling at Kansas is up for debate. I know that people on Kansas' side will tell you that Silvio was going to go to Kansas no matter what, that the money T.J. Gasnola gave his guardian had nothing to do with him enrolling at, at KU. The counter-argument to that is, you know, rooted in common sense. If you didn't have to pay Silvio D'Souza's guardian to get him to go to Kansas, why did you pay him? Like, why why did you give him right. money? Like, what is the what what's the what what do you gain from from providing him with impermissible benefits unless you needed to provide him with impermissible benefits to secure what it is you were trying to secure? But that can be a conversation for another day. Back to the initial point, um, you know, you've got to hold Silvio D'Souza accountable for his guardian's actions that means you've got to hold kansas accountable for playing an ineligible player uh, that final four is going to be vacated those wins are going to be vacated that big 12 championship i assume also uh, will be vacated the bigger question becomes what happens going forward what are they looking at in terms of probation what are they looking at in terms of uh, recruiting restrictions scholarship reductions and and this is really the big one because this is what we remember all those years later what are they looking at as it pertains to their head coach? Because Bill Self is, I believe, one of five active Hall of Fame coaches um, in college basketball right now, and he has been accused of some pretty heavy stuff. And the NCAA can put a show cause on him. The NCAA can suspend him um, for, you know, in a not insignificant amount of time if you are charged with a level one violation and bill self has been charged with a level one violation you're at risk of a suspension uh, up to a year just based on one level one violation so to me the big question becomes um not what it does to ku's past what does it do to bill self's reputation what does it do to bill self's future as ku's coach this is a mark on self's reputation you're not going to be able to put all the toothpaste back in the tube here and there's let's come on paris i mean there's there's no way that kansas and self aren't significantly hit with sanctions going forward um the first of many i'll also i'll point out that when i was in court when gasnola was under oath Here's, he testified to paying the families of Billy Preston, Silvio D'Souza, Dennis Smith Jr., NC State already has his, DeAndre Ayton, and Brian Bowen Jr. So that's just the start. Gasnola is a key figure in the NCAA's um, case here against Kansas, and it is so fascinating to me that the government used Gasnola to help paint Kansas as a victim, to which Kansas then said, you see, we're the victim in this. Oh, by the way, we're going to go re-sign a $100 million deal with Adidas shortly thereafter. It's a complete farce, whatever. And now... By the way, um, the NCAA has basically said what we all said while the federal government was doing what it was doing, which is get out of our face. Kansas is not a victim here. It's why it was so laughable when... Um, the the federal government argued that the reason these Adidas reps needed to be convicted and go to prison is, in some cases, is because they defrauded Kansas. The NCAA has taken a much more common sense approach to this particular subject and said Kansas was not a victim. That is that's that's a stupid thing to allege. Of course, listen. People can lob their criticisms against the NCAA. I understand all that. But the people in charge that are at the enforcement level, particularly as of late, 
the the newer hires, if you will, in addition to those on the committee infractions, many of whom have real tough legal backgrounds. They're not idiots. They understand what's what's happened here and the true function that Gasnola had at Adidas and how he was uh, how he was used or willingly was an agent of uh, nefarious recruitment for the likes of Adidas, amongst others. You've got Gasnola apologizing on text message text message that was captured by the NCAA, uh, by the yeah, the NCAA wishes by the FBI about having uh, regrets over not being able to deliver DeAndre Ayton to Kansas. So it's not you're not even reading the tea leaves. They're all very very obvious here, and it doesn't matter that Gasnola testified. Uh, that he conspired with Jim Gatto, Merle Code, and Christian Dawkins, which he did testify to this, to conceal the payments from the schools and the NCAA. Uh, the NCAA's view on this is no way, no how. We know how the game works here, and, and we're going to hit you for this. And we're going to label you're going to be labeled as a booster, and that's how we're going to get you. Now, I know Kansas fans also have some, uh, some pushback on the NCAA here because Billy Preston, um, whose uh, mother was paid $90,000 approximately $90,000 um, beginning when Gasnola goes to a hotel room uh, during Kansas's Midnight Madness a few years back and says, I'm running this recruitment now. You're going to be getting the money through me. Kansas ultimately never plays Preston. So in terms of an eligibility standpoint, um, I know Kansas fans are hoping that uh, the school – doesn't really have to deal too much with that. That's not going to be the case. Yeah, they didn't play him, but the NCAA knows what it's up against when it comes to trying to mete out punishments for all of these schools and programs. And it knows that it has been just killed over the years for not bringing harsh enough punishments to high-profile coaches and programs. Um, you can't convince me that that is not a factor here Uh and not an insignificant factor, Parrish, in the in the greater scope of all of these schools and all of these cases. It's why, from the start, to me, Arizona, Kansas, and Ellis uh, and Louisville have been the three most interesting schools for very different reasons. Um, but yeah, I mean, when do you think? Do you agree with me, Parrish, that? Kansas this year will run parallel to Arizona last year. By that I mean it'll just play out its season with this as a as a storyline kind of going over or alongside of whatever happens on the court. But nothing really is going to happen this year. And for those that are kind of like, okay, is Bill Self going to get suspended? Is Kansas going to face a potential postseason ban? Like all that stuff, you know, if you're if you're thinking that's going to happen, would you agree that we're looking at like at least mid-spring 2020 until we know anything more on this in terms of what uh, what the NCAA wants to try and hit Kansas with? Yeah, I mean, really, all you got to do is look at the calendar and understand the timetable, and you can reasonably conclude that unless Kansas decides to self-impose penalties, and, uh, you know, based on the statements Kansas has released, they have no interest in that whatsoever. They're going to fight, fight, fight. They, they're they going to argue two different things, essentially. Uh, and I should point out that this is more complicated than than – when I say in simple terms, I'm, I'm, I'm by definition trying to put it in simple terms. It, it's, it's a very complex situation. But Kansas is going to essentially argue two things. A, uh, the Adidas reps are not boosters. They, what, you know, they, they do not represent our athletics' interests. They work for a shoe apparel company. And B, um, we already have the main Adidas consultant who was operating outside of the NCAA rulebook we have him testifying under oath that our staff knew nothing about it. So if you want to try to argue we should, 
then make that argument, but do not argue that we did because we didn't. And so once they've decided that's going to be the argument, the defense, they're conceding nothing. Mm -hmm. Again, very different situations, but the same way North Carolina with the NCAA uh, on the academic scandal that they would not call an academic scandal, um, the, the same way North Carolina conceded almost nothing, Kansas is going to concede almost nothing. So they're not going to self-impose um, any penalties. And so, yeah, I do agree with you. Um, whatever is going to happen will have no impact on the 2019-20 season as it relates to Kansas. The players who are on the roster are going to play. The coaches who are on the staff are going to coach. Um, this is going to be something that impacts future seasons, possibly. And I do think something that will reasonably um, hinder Bill and his staff's um, approach to recruiting. Like, they're, they're, they're going to have recruiting problems because every staff in America, like Kansas is going heads up with Kentucky, Kansas is going heads up with North Carolina, Kansas is going heads up with Indiana, Kansas is going heads up with any, you know, other power in college basketball. Uh, those staffs are going to hit prospects with this. Hey, listen, Allen Fieldhouse is amazing. Kansas is great. I love Bill Self. But you look like a one-and-done player. And do you really want to go to Kansas? You're one year in college, and they're going to get hit with a postseason ban as soon as the NCAA rules on this stuff. You're only going to spend one year in college. You're never going to have the opportunity to play an NCAA tournament. Is that what you want to risk? Or do you want to take any of these other great options where you're not at risk of that? It'll impact recruiting immediately. Um, but will it impact the 2019-20 Kansas Jayhawks? No, I don't think so. There are five level one val uh, allegations uh, that have been uh, put against Kansas here. That That's also, I don't think, can be overstated. It's uh, the number of them. The university has been hit with a lack of institutional control. And that's in part because the football program has hit with, been hit with level two violations, which is sort of a, it's sort of a funny afterthought amid all this stuff. As Les Miles is trying to make Kansas football into a thing, uh, his predecessor has uh, somehow got the football program involved in this, and its involvement. Uh, has potential serious consequences for the Kansas Athletic Department to have the lack of institutional control because you are going to more than one actual department there. Um, Parrish, what do you think ultimately will be the punishment that self gets? Do you th uh, there, there's there's talk about a season long show cause or suspension? Um, do you think it gets to that point? Do you think uh, it's something short of that, say, you know, nine games, 15 games? But for Self in particular, uh, I know we have a long way to go here, but as we sit here today and people are going to want this analysis and want sort of a, a big picture uh, forecast and prediction to you, not necessarily what you think is fairest, but what you think the NCAA ultimately decides upon when it, when it, puts, uh, when it puts Self against the wall, what do you think the, the suspension length will be? Well, I'll answer that momentarily, but uh, first, real quick, uh, check these things out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition. 
anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way at newbalance.com. Okay, so the question you put to me is, what do I ultimately believe Bill Self is going to face in terms of a punishment um, uh, under the assumption that he will be punished in some form? Uh, Again, Kansas is going to argue that he shouldn't be. I think most reasonable people uh, can acknowledge that he's going to be. So what is the punishment going to be? Um, I, I I guess my first answer would be, who knows? I mean, we're dealing with uh, not necessarily uncharted territory, but like uh, all of these cases are unique. Uh, The NCAA is not the um, type of organization that has ever followed its own precedent, that has ever been consistent with um, who it charges and why and what punishments go along with that. I mean, you know, not to rope an old story into this, but once upon a time, like a jewelry store owner sued Lance Thomas, former Duke Blue Devil, um, because he had a line of credit that he never paid um, while he was a student athlete at Duke for like, I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say it was like $90,000, not the type of line of credit at a jewelry store a normal college student could get. It seemed very clearly to be an impermissible benefit. And it just like nothing ever came of it. Like it's just like, like this was all, you can Google it. And it just like, you know, went nowhere. You know, Corey Maggette at Duke many years ago, um, you know, was compromised by his AAU coach. And it's just like nothing. Duke never paid a price for it. So the NCAA has never been consistent um, with, uh, you know, which schools it chooses to 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 investigate and ignore, which schools it chooses to um, punishment uh, to punish and and not punish. So again, who knows where this is going to go? We're guessing more than we're you know uh, predicting um, uh, with any sort of edge. You know, ed, you know, uh, it, it's it's impossible to know for sure. I'll keep it there. Um, but I would say if I were guessing it will be more significant than the typical nine-game suspension that we've seen Jim Beheim get or Larry Brown get, um, two other Hall of Fame coaches. Um, but it, it, it won't be in excess of a year. I, I would think more than nine games, but no more than, than one season. But again, it, it's only a guess. Who knows? I'll say 20 games. That's going to be my when, – when everything shakes out, uh, I'll say Bill Self uh, gets 20 games. We'll see uh... – We'll see. Yeah. Play it at play it at home. Over under 20, 20 games for Bill Self suspension there. Um, and if you told me that down the road when all the cases shake out that Bill Self and Sean Miller uh, serve identical or near identical game suspend game length suspensions, I'd absolutely believe it. Keep in mind, by the way, uh, most people may not be aware of this, but you know it was seven years ago when T.J. Gasnola. Uh, who was the director of the New England players on the uh, on the Nike circuit? Uh, the NCAA banned 
Gasnola's team, amongst some others, for dealing uh, with Andy Miller, who uh, the, the 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 then at the time sports agent. Um, the reason why I bring that up is. I would have to imagine that when these discussions have been taking place, the investigation with the enforcement staff and the forthcoming battles between Kansas and the Committee on Infractions uh, take place, they're going to say, listen, you knew who T.J. Gasnola was. He had a history of violating NCAA rules. His grassroots teams were suspended uh, from play this very decade. Uh, he was continued to be employed by Adidas. Bill Self had a relationship with him. Uh, it was revealed in federal court that he was even, you know, having dinners with him. Uh, I believe it was the night before the title game. I might have that date wrong. But nonetheless, in federal court, it was laid out clearly with NCAA outside counsel on hand to document and watch and hear all of this, just how strong uh, the relationship between Bill Self and T.J. Gasnola was to the point where Gasnola was obviously communicating with Self how important Kansas was to Adidas, going so far as to even say Kansas was above Louisville in the overall pecking order of that of that uh, of that you know apparel company's uh, level of importance with all this all the programs there. I, I I don't see how Self and Kansas can really wiggle out of that. It's going to be a semantics argument, um, and the, and I think the Committee on Infractions is going to heavily come down on the program and saying, you knew what was happening here when he's apologizing for not getting DeAndre Ayton. You know what he was referring to there when he was talking to you about getting the best players and self-response, just got to get some good guys. He's not explicitly and outright saying it, but they're going to try and pinch him for that. Not just that. You know, you've got the assistant, Curtis Townsend. Curtis Townsend caught uh, allegedly discussing a willingness to do whatever Kansas needed to do to pay and house Zion Williamson and his family to get him to come to Kansas. Will that be taken into account? If so, what can um, what can the NCAA pin on Kansas in regard to that? And even if it doesn't, will those discussions also have an impact on on what happens at the enforcement level? I I don't know, Paris. This is a uh, this is this is a big one. There are more big ones to come, but I don't think it's a, a coincidence that although NC State had the first one, the Kansas one is is among the biggest, if not the, right next to Arizona, and this is setting the table for what I would expect. Remember, we're waiting on four more schools to still get these, and I would think that we're going to know that by Thanksgiving here, uh, but to come out with a strong message against Kansas, I think was done with intention by the NCAA. Well, you, you've got it exactly right in the sense that Kansas is going to, again, argue, hey, listen, you can say it looks how it looks, but there is no smoking gun. Uh, you know, the text messages between TJ and Bill might uh, look a certain way, and you can um, draw from that whatever it is you want to draw from that. But the words, go buy me players, go break NCAA rules, go do things you're not supposed to do, for me, they're not in there. And so you can think, well, Bill knew what TJ was doing, but there's nothing in the text message that definitively says, I know you're breaking rules and I'm cool with it. I need you to go break rules on my behalf. And they're, they're just going to argue that, listen, you can say it's crazy if you want to, but we insist, Bill Self and his staff, 
didn't know what was going on. And T.J. Gasnola even testified under oath. Bill Self and his staff did not know what was going on. Now, I'll say right now, same thing I said on the day that it was reported that T.J. Gasnola testified under oath that Bill Self and his staff didn't know that he was breaking NCAA rules. That's a lie. He, he lied under oath. I, I, you'll never convince me otherwise. Now, you know, special shouts to Bill for having somebody that loyal to him who would be willing to lie under oath in federal court and say Bill Self was ignorant to everything I was doing. But you'll never convince me T.J. Gasnola didn't lie under oath. And that is essentially what the NCAA is saying as well. We believe T.J. Gasnola lied under oath. We do not believe Bill Self and his staff didn't really know what T.J. Gasnola and his Adidas co-workers um, were doing. And to your point about T.J.'s past, like, listen, I've known T.J. for, I don't know, 12, 15 years. He, have you ever met him? Do you know him? Yes. So you know T.J. Gasnola screams NCAA violation, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he gives off a certain appearance. That's, if, if that's like, what there's no, like TJ, and I, I say this as respectfully as I can say it, but like if you've ever been around TJ, like you, you would never walk away from that conversation and go, you know what, I bet this is a guy who's never broken an NCAA rule in his life. Like I, I, I would assume he's broken every NCAA rule in his life, right? So when you combine that with the text messages and with just common sense, um, it, it defies logic to think that to believe that bill and you know and i i should i should say um when you say bill and a staff bill's got a big staff and not everybody is roped into this thing you know it's largely bill and curtis townsend and so i i think we should probably be careful even though we're like 30 something minutes into this now about saying bill and his staff and just roping everybody who works in that basketball facility uh into the story because it is not alleged that everybody was um, of course, was aware of or or dealing with um, TJ and Jim Gatto and Merle Code in, in in this way, but it defies logic to believe that Bill and Curtis Townsend, at the very least, um, didn't didn't know what TJ and the Adidas reps um, were doing. And, and I say that as somebody who's known and liked Bill for a long time, who's known and liked Curtis for a long time. But, like, you know, we don't have to be stupid about this. You know, the, like, the, what the NCAA is saying is, is, is what I believe. Maybe Bill and Curtis didn't know every penny that was going to every place, but the idea that they didn't know that Adidas was out there rocking and rolling on their behalf, that, that's, it, it's, it's, it's simply not believable. Uh, I know. Um, okay, so a couple things here with, uh, with Gasnola. Um, and then uh, something on the NCAA. Um, <laughs> I want to remind uh, listeners of a few details. Well, let, 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 me, let me say this one thing real quick. Because okay. um, I, I, I do think this is also important. If I'm going to sit here and insist that it, it defies logic to believe that, you know, Bill didn't know what TJ Gasnola was doing based on who TJ is, based on Bill's level of intelligence and the inner workings of the sport and based on the text messages that that exist um the, the next question becomes okay like so how bad is this and it's clearly bad if you get caught but i also don't think it's abnormal in the sense that and you you correct me if you think i'm wrong but it 
I think those text messages between TJ and Bill are very important because not only is TJ out there saying, listen, I'm, I, you know, it's Kansas and everybody else can fall in line, Bill Self and then everybody else behind him. That's the way it's going to work. KU's number one with Adidas. I'm out here to make sure you get the guys, so on and so forth. And Bill says, that's the way it works with Duke and North Carolina. The implication there is that Nike is out there working for Duke. Nike is out there working for North Carolina. I believe Kentucky was roped into it at some point somehow. Nike's out there working for Kentucky. And I'm a blue blood like their blue bloods. And I need somebody out there working for me. And so if you want to try to figure out how this stuff even gets to a point where um, you can actually believe you're not doing anything that wrong, um, I I think the story lies in that. You know, whether or not Bill is right or wrong, in terms of what he believes, I'll let other people decide. Although, long as I'm being honest, I think he's right. You know, Bill's point of view seems pretty clear to me. If Nike is out there working for Duke, and Nike's out there working for Kentucky, and Nike's out there working for North Carolina, then what is so wrong with having Adidas out there working for me? I'm just trying to level the playing field here. Um, you know, if 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 we all want to live by some different standard then let's get together and figure it out but as long as that shoe company is doing work for those schools then why can't my shoe company be out there doing work uh for me it reminds me a little bit of the barry bonds explanation for turning to performance enhancing drugs like barry bonds is the best player in baseball pre-performance enhancing drugs and then he watches sammy sosa hit a bazillion home runs. mark mcguire hit a bazillion home runs, and he's sitting there going well what like, I'm, I'm better than both these guys. And I never wanted to use performance-enhancing drugs. But as long as these guys and everybody else is going to do it, I might as well do it too. If everybody else is doing it, what's wrong with me doing it? And then he does it and hits like 73 home runs. And then he gets caught and people go, oh, Shane Barry Bonds doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame. But the truth is Barry Bonds was simply trying to level a playing field that had been um, changed. And if you are trying to rationalize um, Bill's behavior here, if you are somebody who actually believes, of course he knew what was going on. I, I think it's rooted in that. He reached a point, um, and maybe reached a point a long time ago. I don't pretend to know the timetable. But he, he clearly had gotten to a point where Adidas working for me isn't wrong because it's no different than Nike working for those other blue bloods. Sure, but whereas baseball's culture of steroid use obviously was something that was introduced in the late 80s, early 90s, uh, <laughs> there is a widespread belief that uh, cheating in college sports has been existing for almost as long as the NCAA has been around here. It's just oh, of course. Let me, let, me, let me clarify then. I don't mean to suggest that Bill Self got tired of everybody else cheating and decided to start cheating. Like I, I just uh, What I suggest is that you, in life, anything— you you rationalize bad behavior you like uh, any any of us like if you do things you're not supposed to do when you know you're not supposed to do them when you know that if i get caught i could be in trouble the first thing you do is start to rationalize that behavior like um you know why do you uh, cheat on your girlfriend or your wife? Well, you know, she doesn't appreciate me. Oh, well, you know, she's not paying me any attention. Like, you start rationalizing these things. And I think here the rationalization is, of course I know that I'm 
you know, working hand in hand with somebody who's breaking NCAA rules to benefit my program and that it's 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 in violation of of NCAA rules and that if I get caught, I'd be in trouble. But the only reason I'm doing it is because these other people are doing it. I'm not the devil. Um, it's just, hey, when, when they want to stop doing this at Duke and stop doing it at Kentucky and stop doing it in North Carolina, fine. But as long as everybody else is doing it, then what's so bad about me doing it too? I don't mean that he – it was you know getting to this point where you've got this relationship with Adidas, T.J. Gasnola, is a reaction necessarily to something else that happened, but it's rooted in a belief that other people are doing it so I might as well do it too. Yeah, and that won't stand up against the NCAA. As I no, know, it won't. You're exactly right. As it you won't. know, I know you know, but just to, to put that out there. What's fascinating to me with Gasnola and what the NCAA interprets here and what it can use, what it can't use is, you know, the, the federal government did not turn over its files to the NCAA after, in either trial, um, which obviously the NCAA badly would have wanted because there, there was probably um, – things, documents, transcripts that were not entered into official evidence that it would have liked to have seen, in addition to the stuff that officially was, but didn't get that. So the NCAA now can just say, okay, they're, you're not going to do that. That's fine. We're going to use what we have in court here, okay, which is which they're allowed to do. That is now actual uh, NCAA policy. And NCAA policy is important going forward because you have to keep in mind that there is a new penalty structure here. And the new penalty structure and uh, the language therein also specifically indicates that any forthcoming uh, punitive decisions that come don't have to have any sort of previous precedent. We're in a new era, okay? Kansas will be subject to this as NC State, as Arizona, as Louisville, as USC, as Auburn, as Creighton, as TCU, as go on down the line to how many of our schools get eventually touched by this, okay? So what will the NCAA use in its enforcement case and Committee on Infractions in regard to what Gasnola said? And can it also play two both sides? Can it say, well, Gasnola said this under oath, but also we think he lied? I would fully expect Kansas to come back at the NCAA and say, you can't, you can't have it both ways. You can't say that what he said under oath at certain parts were fabrications and at the and at the other at the same point, also use what he said under oath to try and pin us against the wall, because obviously you know we're in a, an ultimate catch twenty two in that case. I'd be interesting. I'd really love to hear those conversations behind closed doors because I do think that is going to be uh, a sticking point between Kansas and the NCAA here because it is going to try and play both sides because it has no other choice. It's not going to get Gasnola for its investigation. All it has is the stuff that was presented in federal court based on stories that, frankly, you know, Wetzel and I and others wrote and whatever the outside counsel was able to, to scribble down and write because you can't bring recording equipment into the courtroom, it's all, that's all it has. It has That's all that it can use when it comes to Gasnola and what he said and what he admitted to because I would be stunned if it was able to actually bring in Gasnola and help this guy. Of course, that's not going to happen. So, uh, and, you know, in absence of that, it's going to use whatever it can there and whatever its investigation was – potentially able to obtain on its own means, which I you know, which I don't think is insignificant, but I don't think it's nearly as important as whatever was presented in court. Ultimately, this comes down to the NCAA looking at Kansas uh, as one university that, uh, that was re- representative of, of a bigger problem here, and it's going to see a pattern of a behavior from Gasnola, who had close relationships with Bill Self, and, and others uh, around the Kansas program uh, continue to try and use his position within Adidas to get players to Adidas and 
things he said under oath certainly don't uh, help the cause for Bill Self and his program, and that will lead to um, significant sanctions being levied against Kansas. And then it's a matter of if it can win on appeal the way it, it half won on appeal with DeSouza when it got it down from two years town to one. But we'll we wait and see on that. Um, but if you're a college fan listening to this and this stuff kind of interests you or or is riveting to you, I, I promise you we're going to have more here. And before we know it, it's going to be compare one case versus another versus another when um, so many of the factors there, while in a big picture seems similar, will be different. But Gasnola is the key because he was the guy to his own admission, again, that helped that didn't help or just outright paid money to families of players that went to NC State, Arizona, Kansas, and Louisville, and so with those four schools particularly, and what he said, and what Gastonola said under oath, um, I'll be most interested to see what allegations are put against those other schools when they come, how many level ones in particular. It's uh, it's an interesting time for NCAA enforcement, and I've said it from the beginning. I thought significant punishments were coming down on these programs. It's just a matter of how long it will take for it to happen, and what legal you know, return serve any of the schools up to make against the NCAA. That gets much more entangled. We'll get down to we'll get to that way down the road if and when it happens. And it appears to address your point that the NCAA has taken the the stance that we we're going to believe the evidence. We're going to believe T.J. Gasnola's testimony, except for the part where he said Bill Self and his staff didn't know anything about what he was doing. We simply don't believe that part. But we leave the uh, believe the other parts, and obviously Kansas is going to try to uh, to try to pick that apart. But keep in mind, um, this is not um, a court of law. You know, you you don't have a judge up there ruling what is admissible and what isn't. You know, the the the, the standards of guilt are are very very different. We could end up in a court of law someday. Uh, not ruling that out, but uh, initially this is going to be handled by a, a committee on infractions, and if they um, take the same position that the enforcement staff has taken here, then yeah, um, Kansas is facing serious penalties and uh, Bill Self, uh, a Hall of Fame coach, is, is facing serious penalties. You noticed that Larnell was in the notice of allegations, didn't you? Of course. The legend Larnell, yes, because he's connected to, he was the the person who Gasnella was trying to ship the money to for Aiton to get him to Kansas to begin with. I also think that's why that's ultimately going to be problematic for Arizona, but that's obviously a topic for another podcast. But if you'd like to lay out some praise or admiration for Larnell, by all means, go ahead. I just thought it was disrespectful for the NCAA to, to identify him only as a, quote, family friend. Of, of of DeAndre Ayton, like he, Larnell is not a family friend only. Parentheses, he's the legend. And parentheses, you were looking for that in an official NOA, were you? I was hoping that when I got to page six of the notice of allegations, that it would say uh, T.J. Gasnola testified that he provided fifteen thousand dollars to the legend Larnell. No, it's to a family friend, comma Larnell. Parentheses, he's the legend. And parentheses, that would have been the best. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Terry M.F. and Teagle. He's the real legend. Shouts to Larnell. Remember, go subscribe to the Ion College Basketball Podcast via Apple Podcasts. You can do it. It takes a couple of seconds. Then we want you to rate it favorably. That means five stars. Leave some nice comments. That's all I've ever asked from you. And um, whether you do it or not, we're going to be back here next week. And maybe earlier if somebody else gets a notice of allegations later on this week. So uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. Until then,
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.